de Global Latin Factor Podcast. Welcome, welcome you and all to another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast where we talk about Latino everything. That's right. Thank you very much for joining another episode. Once again, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you give us a comment. Hit the notification bell so you do not miss any of the episodes that we are putting out and the ones, the new subscribers that we have, want to say thank you very much. And if you are on audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and all the other ones that we have, want to say thank you very much for checking us out. We appreciate it. As I mentioned before, Feedspot had a 100 Best Latino Podcasts of 2022, and we are number 35 on the list as of December the 17th, I believe. Is the last update, so it's awesome. Uh, I know it's a bloggers podcast, but they do do a real, a real thorough job as far as the list and the work that they put in there. They take in consideration many factors, and we're it's, we're grateful that we are on the list. So again, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go do it right now. Don't miss your opportunity. Do me a favor and do that for us. We thank you. And now. We're going to get to today's episode of what we're going to be talking about. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about tequila. One of the most iconic and beloved spirits in the world. So, please drink responsibly. And if you're finding yourself dependent on alcohol, please seek help. And uh, it's a serious thing. So, before we get to it, we do want to give you those kind words. So you can take in consideration. But before we dive into the specifics of tequila, let's start and talk a little bit history, a little history lesson about tequila. If you did not know about this tequila, tequila is made from the blue agave plant. It has to be blue agave, which is a native of the area around the city of Tequila, which is about 65 kilometers northwest, northwest of Guadalajara, and in the highland of Los Altos of the central Mexican state of Jalisco. So tequila is made in Jalisco. This is where you, the only place you will find it as far as tequila. The Aztecs were the first to distill fermented drink from the agave plant, which they call pulque. And pulque you can still consume it nowadays and find it in certain places. However, it wasn't until the 16th century that a, the Spaniards, conquistadors, or the conquerors came and learned how to distill pulque and made it into a more refined and more potent spirits. Now, the uh, it's crazy what happens, right? Whenever you realize that you're not gonna, you probably brought your own liquor from the Europe and all of a sudden you started running out and you, found some necessity to find something else, you discovered that the natives were already making some kind of a solution, and then you took the process that you had already learned or knew, and then put pulque through it and made yourself a new concoction, which was tequila, which they didn't know it was tequila at that time yet because there was no name, but it's interesting to know that that's how it came to be. Now, in the beginning, there was a different name, though. They called it first the new spirit mezcal wine. So that's what they called it first. And it quickly gained popularity throughout Mexico and beyond. So mezcal wine was the first thing. 
They named tequila the, the rice from the Nahual word tequinte, which means a place of work. So that is the Nahual word. The Aztecs and other indigenous uh, people of Mexico, uh, they used to use that term as far as the place where they actually went and harvest and work the tequila plant and, and get it to where, you know, where it was cultivated and it was where it was processed. And that was what the word supposedly meant, which was pulque at that time. Uh, pulque, again, is a fermented beverage made from the sap of the plant. And that's how it came to be. Now, there's a few different stories, again, just like a lot of things. We don't know exactly how it came to be. We don't know exactly how nistamal and how the actual process came to be. We don't know exactly when they started to do tortillas. And same thing for this one. There's a couple of stories as far as how it came to be. Supposedly, uh, there were a cave and uh, people were around the area. Some of the agave plants caught on fire and then the smell kind of drew the people to what it is and they tried it and then they found that it was kind of made them change their personality as far as the way they acted because of course it had alcohol in it and then that's one of the stories another one that the uh it was provided by the gods to the aztecs and that's all the native people the indigenous people and that's how it came to be so i don't know it just depends i mean i wish i had a I wish I had a time machine so I can go back to the specific time of the actual event or when something happened. Like the actual timing, the exact moment where it's like, oh, wow, look at this. This is what it is. And they'll be like, ah, man, this, this is perfect. Like, or this is how it came to be. So I can know exactly what it is. But it's pretty cool to go check out some of the videos, go listen to some of the things and some of the uh, stories or the possibility of where the actual tequila or the actual discovery of, of how it all came to be which is interesting so eventually the term tequila came to be used specifically for the type of mezcal that is made from the blue agave plant so blue agave plant is tequila and then the region around tequila which is located in the state of jalisco is one of the other uh, the reason why they started using the term tequila so okay so that's kind of so what it is so but it wasn't until the 1800s that tequila was known as it is today and came to be uh, so you're going to recognize his name jose antonio de cuervo received the first concessions from the spaniard uh, spanish crown to commercialize the uh, and produce tequila so that's the first time they actually happened. And he set up the first distillery in the town of Tequila. Again, another reason why Tequila gets brought up and the reason why it became Tequila. Now let's talk a little bit about the steps of how you generate Tequila, how it comes to be. So, well, exactly the process is of making Tequila is it starts with the plant of the agave and the agave plant has to be the blue agave and they are harvest and they uh, reach a maturity uh, typically takes about seven to from around anywhere from seven to 12 years to mature that is like the time that it takes once it's mature it's it the leaves then are stripped down you take the whole area and you just leave the heart or the piña or the plant 
and that's what is actually roasted over an oven or a pit. And then after that is done, that itself, it creates the starches and it, it makes it into a sugar. Now, the next step is the piña is crushed, it's crushed, and the juice that is coming out, then after that, that is fermented and distilled. And tequila must be made with at least 51% blue agave in order to be considered tequila. And then the rest of the ingredients are mostly water and sugar. So, the, uh, the actual process itself is, uh, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work um, to be able to like have it harvest, first of all, roughly seven to 12 years for maturity of the agave plant. So one, it's not like corn, right? Like you can grow it and, and grow a lot more and then do it again. So once that plant is gone, or it's not like any other plant that, you know, you know, once like avocado, for example, once avocado, I don't know if you know this, but avocado actually, uh, you can harvest avocado twice a year in the, in the summer, in the springtime and then closer to the cold time. But it's not like that. Once an agave plant is mature, they cut it, they dig it up and that's it. And you have to wait for the next one. That's why. Well, we'll get into it by the celery tequilas here in a little bit. I'm gonna tell you what I feel about them in just a couple minutes and I'll tell you my take on it. Um, yeah, I'll let you know what I feel about that. There are several different type of categories as far as the tequila and it's just based on aging and the aging process. Of course, you have your regular blanco or silver tequila, which is bottled immediately after it's distilled and it has a clear, crisp flavor that is like and you need the base clear favor to have the rest of the tequila to come to. The other one is reposado or rested translation. Tequila is aged at least two months in an oak barrel, giving it a smooth, slightly woody flavor because it's been you know, resting for about two months. Añejo or aged tequila is aged for at least one year on an oak barrel and resulting in a more complex and more like a a nuisance flavor as far as the tequila. Finally, there's the extra Añejo tequila, which is aged for, can you guess? Aged for a minimum of three years in an oak barrel before it can be called that. Now, let's talk about the business of tequila. And this is where we're gonna talk about a little bit about the celebrities. Let me get to this part, because I will get to the celebrity parts. I just, I don't know, I feel a certain way right now. So let's talk about the business of tequila. Now, there is a few key players in the world as far as tequila comes and as far as the production of tequila. So the biggest and the most well-known based of as far as tequila is Jose Cuervo, which is, uh, is produced by the Backman family, the Beckman family, which is there from Mexico. They've been doing that their thing for making tequila for 250 years. And other major players include Salsa, Patron, and Herradura. Some of these you might be familiar with as far as those, those brands. Now, but it is not just these big brands that have been driving tequila to the market. No, there's been a lot of recently in the years, uh, a rise of, of course, celebrity tequilas, but some smaller artisanal tequila brands have been 
um, taking more of a, a role because, you know, of course, the way that they do it is more traditional and more sustainable, meaning that the tequila, as I mentioned, 7 to 12 years to mature the agave plant. You have to allow the land to rest in order for it to not to be over overworked. There is such thing as overworking the land, and it's not going to give you the... It's not going to give you the quality of the agave plant if you do not allow it to be rested. And the process itself of cooking it. So now they have these things where there's a lot of demand because of the celebrity tequila. So let's get into the celebrities and how I feel. When I first started talking about this and, and started doing this episode, I had a like a very distasteful um way of looking the celebrity tequilas but kind of changed a little bit but not in the best way now i, I recently did an episode with the cancel show i did an interview shout out going out to we hope that you are enjoying the episode thank you very much make sure you go and subscribe hit the bell so you can get more episodes and a lot more content for latinos thank you very much and now back to the podcast i will check out the episode that we did with them our interview we talked thoroughly about it but there was a I missed an opportunity to talk about tequila because we were talking about tequila and Manny was feeling a certain way, but I didn't capitalize on what he was trying to say. So I said that if celebrities want to do tequila, which of course, if you are a celebrity and if you have your name and it's being successful because you already have the name and you don't need to spend a lot of money on marketing and it's kind of fairly easy if you have some of the funds to go you find a distillery, you give them the idea of what you want, you design the bottle, and then of course, you already they give you the numbers and then you already have your name as a celebrity, so it's really not that hard to establish the and market yourself, which is some of the toughest things. You save yourself thousands of dollars. All you have to do is, if you have millions of followers on your Instagram or social media, all you gotta do is say a couple words about what you're doing and there it is. I, I see why you will want to get in the business of tequila. Now, my problem is mostly because what we talked about, the the they rush in the process of the tequila, so that the tequila itself is the quality and the work that is supposed to be put in it is being diluted and, and being more, a lot more, because, of course, they have to meet the man, but the quality itself is being diluted, and it's not the most like the way it's supposed to be, the way it was meant to be. Going back all the way to the Aztec, and I was telling the Manny and the Council Show and Lupe that a lot of the celebrities wouldn't know that tequila is that old, or they wouldn't know. So they would, I would say they were required to take a course to go work as a himador, cutting the piña, working the ovens and learning exactly what it is. And I missed out on the opportunity on that episode with him because he was saying, what are they doing as far as putting back to the community? I wouldn't doubt if some of the tequila companies are putting back to the community. They are building jobs. Technically, some of the distillers are not, they're already there. They're not bringing any additional work to those. There's maybe, I believe, is the Rock that does have their own distillery and creates more jobs. But I don't know exactly how much money are they putting into the communities in there. Not to mention another thing that Manny said is that I didn't capitalize was what are they doing with the tequila is Mexican. It's from Mexico. 
there's nowhere else in the world that you can make anything. You can make stuff from agave and blue agave, but you can't call it tequila because it's not from the region that it needs to be, from Jalisco and those areas. So you can't name it. It's not possible. It's illegal. The government will come after you. It's not possible. So because of that, some of the celebrities should be like literally put in some like public relations so, or, or help or benefit to some of the issues that the Mexican people go through within the communities or what they do in the community and some of the immigration issues that we have to deal with. I mean, they wouldn't be making a buck if it wasn't because they're doing it. I see the opportunity. I see the reason why it makes a lot of sense. And a lot of them is driven. And there is a few of them that do spend the time to learn about. Some of them do produce what it looks like a day, making it seem like they're doing that. And really, maybe some of them have some passion. But you can tell some of the ones that are literally are doing it for, for the bottom dollar as far as not even getting the name correct. Like, how in the fudge are you going to be doing this and not even like know how the tequila goes first and then everything else is like are you serious like just say what it is say what it is say you're doing it for the dollar you don't really care for you doesn't matter they put in your name and that's it which again to each their own but if they are going to again the mexican i i, I wanted when i first started doing the episode i wanted to mostly put it on the celebrities like oh, yeah, i don't know nothing you don't do that but at the end of the day it's like how can you blame them with, with that and not to mention, it's so easy that the Mexican government that protects the brand itself allows it to happen and not to require any more from the celebrities to be able to produce tequila. So you can trace the um, where the distilleries or what distilleries is making what um, based on the num number, I, I believe. And you, there's only a few distilleries that make a lot of the celebrity uh, tequila layers out there. But with all those celebrities and all the gold rush to make tequila because it was so profitable, uh, Clooney sold his company, well, Casamigos or whatever it is, for a billion dollars. Again, I understand that part as to why. But now it created a, an issue with the agave is not even reaching maturity and they're cutting the agave down before it does that. They're, do, they're using pressure ovens to make the process of cooking the tequila faster. And then they doing and adding a bunch of additives that they can work the system to allow, there's like a 1% of, of uh, additives that you can add in there or whatever the case might be, but they're working it to where it's not like, it's not 1%, it's just like minor this. So you don't need to have to list those things on your tequila. So that's the reason why you get those headaches whenever you're drinking tequila. And we'll talk about the way that you're supposed to drink. Um, if there is even a way, I'll let you know here shortly. But that's my take on the celebrity tequilas. I just don't appreciate the fact that there's maybe a few handful they do have a passion for it and you know. But some of them really do it for the bottom line, which is cool. But a lot of times, can you really blame them if the Mexican government allows them to do this? I mean... But the ones that do, it would be great if they were able to support certain things that Mexico, Mexican people, because it is a Mexican beverage originally and can only be made in Mexico to 
help out the community, not to mention assist with some of the challenges that we have, which will be, you know, immigration or different things that we have to go through. It will be greatly appreciated, uh, even if it's just for a PR, just to give us a hand uh, as far as the things that, that could help us out, could help the community, could help the Mexican community, could help the, uh, the people that actually are, are the ones that are, you know, the reason why tequila even exists. So, well, not, it's a combined effort from the conquistadors, but at the end of the day, it's still a Mexican product. It's still a Mexican product. You, you, you can't make it anywhere else. Okay, so enough of that celebrity thing. Now, tequila is also a major export in Mexico. So the majority of the production is done in, you know, as far as in Mexico, in the state of Jalisco, as we mentioned earlier. However, as far as where it reaches, man, it goes far. And I'm going to tell you all about that. In fact, according to the Tequila Regulatory Council, there are over a thousand registered tequila producers in Mexico. That's a lot of uh, producers. And the, based off some of those uh, figures, in 2019, they sold over $1.6 billion as far as tequila. Now, Tequila is enjoyed all over the world, as I mentioned earlier. The United States, the United States is the largest market. According to uh, some of the figures that we've seen, there are over 60% of the global consumption of tequila is the United States. 60%, 60, 60%. Tequila is exported to many countries around the world. Some of the major markets that you might be able to know uh, as far as the ones they are buying or, or we export into or Mexico is exporting to Canada, Germany, Australia, United Kingdom, France, and Japan. Also China. Again, Russia as well. Brazil. The global Latin factor. Some of the things that we do that we contribute from the places from the Americas and what I mean Latin America. This is just some, a sampling of some of the countries that actually import tequila and it's enjoyed all over the world. And again, it's continues to, it's been continued to gain popularity and continue to, you know, just be one of the most versatile as far as the spirits and the quality because the things that you can do with it, you can, in addition, uh, the things that you can do, in addition of being used to make tequila from blue agave plants, there are a number of uses. Uh, the leaf, as far as the agave, the leaf of the plant can be used to make rope, mats, and other products. So that's just the agave plant, not the drink. The actual plant itself, the sap is called aguamiel. It can be harvested and consumed as a sweetener or used to make syrup and molasses. So those are some of the things, not tequila, but just the agave plant itself. That is crazy that the plant can make that. The plant, as far as the fiber, it is also called bancas. It can be roasted and grounded to make a type of flour called agave flour. So you can make agave flour out of it, which is pretty cool. And sometimes it's used as far as a gluten-free alternative than wheat flour. So it's even gluten-free agave flour. That's pretty crazy. In traditional Mexican medicine, the blue agave plant has been used to treat, guess what? Treat uh, 
a variety of alignment, including skin conditions, infections, and digestive problems. So it helps with digestive problems and even have medicinal. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but that's just what they said. The planet is also used for landscaping as an ornamental plant due to its attractive appeal and appearance and its low maintenance. You really don't need to do anything more, so it doesn't require a lot of maintenance. So some people just use it for to be dec uh, you know, just decorating. So that's pretty cool. Some fun facts about tequila. It takes 10 to 12 pounds of agave to make one liter of tequila. 10 to 12 pounds of agave. <laughs> In order for it to be labeled tequila, the spirit must be made from at least 51% blue agave and produced in the state of Jalisco or certain designated areas of the states of Guanajuato, Michoacán, Nayarit, and Tamaulipas. So you can't call it tequila unless it comes from these areas. As we mentioned earlier, 51% of tequila. Tequila warm, often found in bottles of mezcal, not tequila, is actually a larva of the Hippopta agavis moth. It's an actual moth. And it's not found in the bottles of tequila. It's actually found in mezcal. Look, do not eat the worm. Do not eat the worm. The worm is going to win. I guarantee you that it's going to win. Do not eat the worm. The worm will win. Listen to somebody that has done it before. Please respect the worm. Don't do it. And it's actually found in mascot, not tequila. So if you find a worm on your tequila, something funny is going on and that's not true. The, uh, so, um, I believe it was, uh, I got, uh, it was tequila daisy, tequila daisy or something like that. Um, so before margarita was margarita, margarita, it was something else, which is a tequila daisy, if I'm not mistaken. But guess how many are consuming? Another fun fact. The margarita is one of the most popular cocktails made with tequila and it was created in the 1940s in Mexico. And there's like a lot of them consumed daily. I forgot the name of it, but it was like thousands of them. Tequila is sometimes used for cooking and marinate, marinates uh, for particular, particularly in Mexican and Southwest cuisine or in the U.S. as well. So it's used for marinades. Tequila has been shown to have, as I mentioned earlier, potential health benefits, including improving your digestive uh, digestion, as we mentioned earlier, and reducing the risk of certain types of cancer. Now, again, we're not doctors. But they're just some of the things that they had said that tequila can benefit, again, with moderation. The world's largest tequila bottle was made in 2009 and it contained 4,500 liters of tequila. It was over 10 feet tall and weighed over 4,000 pounds. That is a lot of tequila. And whoever drank that probably had a nasty headache the next day. There's not one certain way to correct to drink tequila. Uh, it's a matter of personal choice. Now, as far as the people that I know that talk that I talk to about tequila and the way that you're supposed to drink, uh, drink tequila is not a shot, even though you can, but you're supposed to drink it 
in a shot and sip it very slowly to be able to get all those flavors in your mouth. No salt, no lime. Some of those were made, but again, it's each personal preference, whatever you like. So some people prefer, as I mentioned, to sip it very slowly, savoring all the flavors, again, of all the beautiful, all the work that was done to warm up your mouth before swallowing it. So you kind of sort of mess around with it. So again, you just gotta take your time with it because you took a lot of time to create. Others prefer to take a shot. I'm not against that, but again, to each their own. It, you know, it just depends. A lot of the time it's just for social gathering and social activities. Tequila can also be enjoyed straight up on the rocks and mixed with different type of cocktails each their own again tequila usually sit by itself very versatile spirit can be consumed in a variety of ways depending on your personal choice so it's up to you however you feel whatever your preference is uh, with the line without the line it just depends whatever you like so but please consume regardless of how you drink tequila and how you choose to drink tequila please it is important to drink responsibly and in moderation again and if you are if you're having problems with alcohol we recommend you get some help uh, you know it's, it is an alcoholic beverage and it could be you could become dependent on it so but please also drink very responsible pulque was consumed by the Aztecs for doing religious ceremonies I don't know if you know this and festivals and it was also believed to have medicinal, also not only tequila, but pulque itself, it was believed to have medicinal purposes. Now, it was uh, mostly commonly consumed by the Aztec uh, no, nobility, and it was sometimes offered to the gods as a sacrifice. I, I don't know how true this is, but that's just some of the things we found online. As in the Aztec society, as far as pulque was, it was consumed by both men and women. And even though there's really not a lot of documented, mostly it was consumed by men. And there's also limited information about the role that women played as far as producing and uh, the actual consumption of it. But it's believed that they both were able to, you know, drink pulque because it wasn't tequila yet, uh, and you know was able to consume by both. However, it's likely that women were involved in the production. Of pulque because again it was just the agave plant was very important source of for the Aztecs as far as what it was used for and for you know variety of purposes they used the actual agave and the pulque uh, including the production of pulque and just producing pulque so the agave besides pulque as I mentioned earlier all those things that you can use it was plenty so it's a beautiful product. It's a beautiful creation that it mixed native and however they found, whether it was provided by the gods or not, or deities, to where the conquistadors, the Spaniards, came and brought their technique to create and to where now it's protected and there's only a certain regions that you can name tequila and have blue agave. But it's kind of sad that the 
Mexican government doesn't put more restrictions on the celebrities because they are really diluting some of the quality of the product and the way that it's created. Now, again, I felt a, a certain way for the celebrities, but I, by nature, I see the reason why they would. And the ones that really do take their time to have a passion for it, to create it, shout out to them. But all the other ones that do it, like, that's the reason why I feel like there should be more restrictions from the Mexican government as far as too. And if you feel like a certain way for the celebrities, you don't have to buy their tequila. You do not have to buy their tequila. You, there's artisanal tequila for smaller batches and smaller amounts. They do respect the seven to 12 years that it takes to mature. They do go through the process of 48 to 72 hours to cook the uh, piña, the heart to distill it and, and not adding any additional uh, preservatives to it, any additional coloring, not, none of the other stuff. It's just straight up agave, you know, breaking it down, distill and that's it. No additional stuff that they need to put in there because it's not necessary if you're doing it the right way. But if you're rushing it, if you don't even let the plant mature, and if you're cooking it extra fast that you're not allowing it the time that it needs to, and then you're just hurrying up and pushing it out there because there's money to be made. I mean, I think I know there is a problem with that. And you can always, again, not buy their tequila if you don't feel like it. I'm not telling you not to, but if you want to make a difference, there's one way. If you enjoy tequila, find the ones. All the information is online as far as who's the distilleries that make tequila and who is the ones literally there's you know few of where and it's easy to find somebody that you can see their history that you feel more connected to that respects the process and you'll be able to taste it you'll be able to taste the difference whenever you try their tequila if you don't want to and if you do want to keep supporting the celebrity tequilas but you feel that they should be doing more for the community you can always express and Hopefully, I'm not saying boycott, but pressure them to do something to help the community because they are benefiting our, the things that the Mexicanos, the tequila, is producing and is coming from, and they're fattening their pockets. So it's only fair because they're doing that, there will be an exchange of what are y'all doing for us? You are taking our culture, you're taking our, it's almost borderline, a little bit of, uh, you know, exploiting our culture, but we have the say so if you wanted to have results to pressure. What are you doing for the community? What are you doing for the Mexican community? Even here in the United States, it consumes 60% of the total market of consumption of tequila. What are you doing? So it's up to you. It's up to you, whatever you would like to decide. But I wanted to cover this because I thought it was very important. I felt a certain way for the celebrities. I still feel kind of weird, but I understand it. But it's up to the consumer to have the power of where they want to spend their money. If you so happen to like tequila and you're proud to know that it's, an, it's a Mexican thing and it will seem like forever be. I hope it doesn't because there's always a risk. First of all, that the land can't produce any more agave plants because they're overworked. And then, what's going to be the solution? Even though 
It's supposed to be only for from Mexico. I, it's not far fetched to me to think that they could possibly take it somewhere else and allow it to use that and still be able to call tequila. And it's not from Mexico anymore. I think it might be a smart possibility because there's way too many celebrities with tequila. And again, some of them don't even know what it takes to. But I don't blame them because it seems to be easy money for them. Alrighty, this was another episode of the Global Land Factor Podcast. Go subscribe to the channel. Go subscribe to the channel. Do me a favor. Don't miss an episode. If you're on audio, go write us a review. We appreciate you very much for checking us out and checking out this episode. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the bell. Hit the notification bell. We appreciate you very much. Until the next episode. And remember, we are just like you. We are the spice in this melting pot. This is the world. Thank you. Thank you very much for checking out another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the channel. Thank you very much. It helps us a lot. You're already here, so give us a like. Give us a subscribe and give us a comment. We appreciate you very much. Thank you. Pero but in fact it's a flamingo Coming to Havana and we from Puerto Rico On a pirate ship, you don't know where do we go The birds of the jungle chasing